and welcome to Cruisin' 4 A Reviewsin', the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I'm your host, Carol Westworth, and I am rejoined by Ava. Thanks for having me again. Thank you for coming back for part two of Interview with the Vampire. We will just rehash what we went over. You should probably listen to the episode, but just in case you've forgotten in that week, basically they thought they killed Louis. He came back as a zombie from the swamp. Lestat. Oh, sorry. Lestat. We, we would like to kill Louis. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yes, yes, we would. They thought they killed Lestat, but hadn't. He comes back, tries to get a little bit of revenge, but also go back to his you know, happy family before all this happened. And they set fire to him in Bolt. And that is where we left off and we shall continue. They are going on a boat and they're going to travel around Europe and they show where they've been because Claudia is painting beautiful charcoal pictures. But of course, Louis's like, I thought I'd see the beautiful blue seas of the Mediterranean, but instead it's all black. It's a bit of a groan, yeah. (laughs) So before, actually, before they went on the trip, Claudia had done a bit of research about the old country, and they keep referring to the old country, but they're just talking about Europe Mm. because they wanted to learn more about vampires Mm -hmm. and where they came from. So they keep stopping off at all these destinations trying to find more vampires. They can't, and I guess because they're from uh, New Orleans, their destination they end up stopping in is Paris, Um, and that's where they settle. Yes, they find themselves in Paris and their search for more vampires has been completely futile. I don't know what they thought they would do, just sort of strut around the street until they find some vampires just come and like, hey, hey, yeah, this is club. Uh, I wonder if vampires now use Facebook and that's how they find each other. (laughs) I like to think so. Funnily enough, when he's in Paris, and I don't know where, do you remember where he's going? He's just, just done up in this really elaborate suit mm. um, with a tuxedo with this big long cape and white gloves. And he sees another man dressed very similar to him with a big top hat and everything. And this guy is kind of mirroring everything that Louis does. I guess he gets a vibe straight away. Like, I think this is a vampire. And this other guy does this mirroring kind of mime thing. And then all of a sudden starts walking up the side of the wall and upside down to prove he's a vampire. But this that, that one bit, and I know it's such an a nothing thing but he's upside down looking at Louis and he's ca- nothing is dro- draping down mm. it's like do vampires have a power of keeping all their, their dangly belongings <laughs> like with them like they just defy gravity I don't know it's just one thing I'm like he has long hair like shouldn't his hair be <laughs> anyway the magic <laughs> yeah so it's a weird magic where all their clothes and their you know body parts don't go with gravity so anyway I guess that makes sense if you're a vampire like and it's a beautiful homage to Fred Astaire mm. walking up the wall yeah, yeah, it is too. Little trick that he does. So yeah. I thought it was quite cute. But yeah, just done by a very creepy vampire mm-hmm. who uh, we find out is named Santiago. And there's another vampire there who is just a beautiful, beautiful boy. His name is Armand and he's played by Antonio Banderas and has luscious black shiny long hair and is just very captivating. And Louis immediately is like wow mm. I like you and you know gets a sense that he's like a much older vampire and there's lots to be learned uh, so they invite him to they have a theater troupe I guess yeah <laughs> and they basically put on plays pretend like they're pretending to be humans pretending to be vampires they go to a show and yeah it's just it's kind of like a cheap production that's like just normal humans in the audience mm. but they're you know, talking about vampires and everything and it's all a little bit silly. But then they have a girl come out who is absolutely fucking terrified. They, you know, Louis and Claudia realise this is part of their show, but she's not acting. She's generally she's a victim. for her life. Yeah, she's a yeah. victim, yeah. And, you know, it wouldn't be a 90s movie if they don't strip her off naked and mm-hmm. uh, humiliate her terribly. Then Armand comes out and like, because um, Santiago does like this big monologue, but he, it was kind of clever how all the things that she was yelling he'd incorporate. So it, it kind of did seem like it might have been 
yeah. staged. And, and I would have been fooled if yeah. I was in the audience. I'd be like, oh, not for a, not for a minute would I be like, it's obviously a real person who's distraught. Like, yeah. I'd be like, wow, great acting. Hmm, mm. She's good. And she's like, I don't want to die. And he's like, well, you know, everyone has to die. And you, you're going to choose someone from the audience to volunteer. And this woman's like, me, 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 I want to be, mm, I think mm. you're great. And he's like, ah, you wait your turn. <laughs> Or very dramatic and vampiry, vampire mm. very much indeed. Yeah, then uh, Armand comes out and he's the one who... Like, oh, this is where I realise that they do have glamour because he actually yeah. glamours her mm. and she you know, goes and embraces him and then passes out unconscious and they feast on her and everyone in the audience is like afterwards is like, I don't know what that was. And they all yeah. kind of leave like, uh, great, and just kind of mm. leave really uncomfortably. Like the women are kind of like getting out there as fast as they can because like... No, that was a little bit too too yeah. full on for me, as they should. But no one, do you think anyone would tell the police? Probably no, not. <laughs> no, no, no. Because, I mean, it's like you did go to see a horror show. Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe just a bit too gritty and real for yeah. 1800s audiences, mm. I guess. Louis doesn't like it. Like, he's pretty upset at seeing that happen. And I think Claudia's just unimpressed with it in general. But they still, when Armand invites them backstage to go meet, so they all live under the, I guess it's under the theatre. Yeah. He gets taken downstairs. And what were you saying about um Roger Ebert or someone? Yeah, so when he did his review about this, he actually brought up this scene about when they get led down to the coven and he was like, oh, it was so visually impressive. And I was like, when I watched it, I was like, oh, this just looks like just some set design piece from Buffy. Yeah. (laughs) But again, 1994 standards, 2020, I I guess maybe it was visually impressive back then. It's beautiful, don't get me wrong, but I was kind of like... It's nothing that we haven't seen, like, done 10 times better. No, no. It's it's what I would expect if you took me to an underground coven. And I've seen better stuff in video games. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they go and see where they live, and they're kind of introduced to the coven. What do you call a group of vampires? Um, coven, coven. Okay. Oh no, maybe that's, that's a witch thing. That's a witches. Okay, what do they? Mm. Um, as they're leaving, so they kind of, I could think, get a little bit weirded out. I think Aman's kind of talking. He's very blasé. And he, oh, he's talking a lot about how you're such a modern vampire and, mm-hmm. you know, how compared to him, he's like, I'm the oldest living vampire. But apparently he's only 400 years old, which doesn't seem that old, really. No. Like he's the oldest living. Are they all? Yeah, that's what, 1400s? Like, that doesn't seem no. incredibly old. But anyway. It doesn't really make sense, like, again, with vampire lore, but, you mm. know, maybe he thinks he's he's that old and yeah. stuff. But you can sense that, yeah, they're, they're not impressed by Louis. Mm. They're not impressed that Armand is infatuated with Louis. Mm. And as we learned earlier, different vampires have different skills. Mm-hmm. And it's Claudio? Um, no, sorry, Santiago. Yeah, Santiago actually over, um, can read the mind of Louis. And Louis thinking to himself about Lestat and how we shouldn't have killed him kind of thing. And he's like, Lestat, I know that name. And he's mm. like... <gasps> So the San Diego has read his mind something about killing Lestat, which he says is like the worst crime a vampire yep. can do is killing another one. So they're kind of like, ah, okay, and just leave. So at some point, I think Armand does a little bit more convincing to Louis about, you know, you could teach me a lot about the new ways. I could teach you some stuff about the old ways and we'd be really good together. However, because you turned a child, which is a huge big bet no-no in the vampire mm-hmm. world, you would probably be better off sending her off because the the coven or whatever won't accept her and Louis kind of like well without her blah 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 and he's like okay I'll think about it so he goes home which is where we realised that the mirror thing doesn't apply to the vampires in this because we're trying to work it out and then all of a sudden he walks in and you see the entire shots filmed in a mirror yeah. as he walks in you're like okay so the mirror thing doesn't work for yeah. vampires yeah. in this but just to the point like I feel like that's the one that should be yeah. carried across like I, the, I just think of what we do in the shadows and the recurring jokes of that which is mwah, perfect vampire comedy Yeah, but and it's also 
also that catch-22 of being made beautiful but not being able to see your own beauty. Yeah. I always thought that that was kind of That was one of the main things about being a vampire. Oh, well. So maybe it was just too hard to try Mm. and replicate Mm. that in this movie in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, So he goes home and he's basically, I guess, going to break it to Claudia that he wants to go live with Amand, but she can't come. But she's already figured it out. She went into like a a doll shop or something and found this woman who she's managed to convince to become a vampire and Mm. basically be her companion for the end of time. And so this woman presents herself. She's this beautiful woman, this amazing dress, Mm. this big choker on. She's already been bitten by Claudia, but Claudia isn't strong enough because she's so young to her body so young to actually turn her. So she demands Louis do it because she's like, you're going to leave me. So you need to leave me with someone and you do it. And Louis throws in more tantrums, yawn, yawn, yawn. And eventually gives in and they turn her into a vampire. Poor Claudia hasn't seen the process happen before so she's alarmed because this girl has to die her mortal death mm-hmm. Louis just like lying on the balustrade outside just being like oh she's just her mortal death it's fine you're too young to understand yeah he and also says that we're even now you've kind of made me do something that I never really wanted to do mm. and I thought that was very dramatic because yeah. <laughs> come on like she didn't want to be a vampire either but mm. hello but you did that to like, her and this woman is so willing like she's like because she, mm. like, she has a little locket where she lost her daughter so she's yeah. like wants to look after mm-hmm. Claudia and yeah. she's she's fully on board so yeah. bloody stop whining would you mate mm-hmm. just as she's turned like she's just turned she's just gone turned into her most beautiful self this woman whose name I didn't even write down so Ma- oh no Madeline. Madeline there we are I did write it down there we go uh, so Madeline has only just turned and she is probably feeling her best self mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden Santiago and his mates all just fucking burst in and yeah. take them thus begins the scene which Ben came storming in is like oh my god are you up to the scene because <laughs> yeah. he just every time I watch this movie that's the moment when Ben busts in it's like oh my god the scene he loves it so much he loves the music all that stuff so it's very it's one of those things like it's they're being very evil because they've taken Louis Claudia and Madeline who's only who's done nothing wrong she's no. only just been turned to a vampire and they're seeking revenge for a killing Lestat who they actually all knew mm-hmm. I think Armand said earlier that uh, I guess I know Lestat and I knew enough of him not to mourn his, his exactly. passing so he had a bit of a reputation for being an asshole yeah. I guess yeah but they storm in and they're just being like such crazy vampires there's one woman who's just like they're all cackling and screaming mm-hmm. and like yeah we're gonna fuck you up and so Louis's punishment has been decided that he will be locked up in a metal box and sealed up for eternity yeah. whilst the two women get put into a pit where the sun will come in and burn them to death Amand knows it's happening but just kind of is like sulking in his boudoir just like yeah. oh, I can't believe it but I guess they had to be punished because they did well yeah the and it kind of works in his favor as well because he does want to sever that connection because then he gets Louis all to himself and earlier when we kind of got a little bit confused with the scenes uh, Claudia's character mentions to Louis that uh, she could sense I guess Aman saying to her we don't know if she can actually read minds at this stage but she could feel Aman saying to her let him go oh yeah so she knew that's why she sought out Madeline the companion that Mm. this was on the cards this was going to happen Amand wanted Louis so badly mm-hmm. um, just like Lestat you know they're, they're attracted to Louis and I don't know I don't I don't see the attraction <laughs> just um, that he's good looking I think <laughs> 
it's good looking but i guess he he just has this quality about him that he's so human he has a such such a capacity for feeling and empathy yeah that these vampires just don't understand yeah so yeah so he just kind of ignores what's going on and lets his brood which mm-hmm. is what a coven of vampires is ah, i've yep. looked up do as they will and let them murder claudia and madeline and yep. yeah they're like dragging this big metal coffin type thing and they're all cackling and laughing and i'm sure they all had really sore throats filming the mm, scene <laughs> mm. and the music swells and the two women uh it's nighttime when they put it in, into the pit and then as the sun comes down you see them and they start panicking and they just get whoosh, from yep. set and fire and it's very impressive like mm. how they do it because i guess that's probably that cgi would have to have been uh no, no? so they actually made a sculpture out of it and then used string to pull the sculpture oh, yeah. apart oh yep and let that's it right. dismantle so cool yeah so they just turn to ash and like mm. immediately armand goes and frees louis like obviously the punishment was just knowing that he couldn't stop exactly what happened because they, they brick him in too like yeah yeah always my favorite punishment i don't know i've always liked the brick i was thinking of like the itchy and scratchy where they yes scratchy yes. always gets <laughs> bricked, bricked up, up. <laughs> yeah i don't know i've always loved that as a trope yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so obviously louis is furious he goes into the pit and it's too late mm-hmm. and they're yeah that's so they, they just pull apart and they're just so so well done just yeah. you can even see like the the rib bones and everything mm-hmm. like really good attention to detail yeah so he's you know essentially his daughter who like oh this is a thing we passed over but Kirsten Dunst's first kiss was Brad Pitt mm-hmm. like a fully grown fucking man yeah it's the 90s were wild for literally yes. making children kiss adults yes weird but yeah <laughs> That when they go through like her 30 years of first 30 years of being a vampire and she like would sleep with Louis um, curled up with him and then she got her own little coffin but always sneak back and it was like so like being a little bit sexual and you're like ew guys mine was a little bit later I thought later there was a stage that she was yeah. going to ask him when she discovered like she wanted to be a woman mm. that she was going to ask him to be his, her lover and I was just like mm, well, I hope mm. it doesn't go down that way <laughs> um, but I definitely you could see that she empathised with Louis and saw him as a father figure and mm. once she discovered that pain of not being able to grow up she understood why louis felt so much pain as well yeah. and their bond grew like a lot stronger together hence the whole we need to leave lestat yeah and go out on our own because he has very little empathy for yeah. anyone at all ever he doesn't get it yeah mm. poor louis is obviously distraught. distraught and fair enough i think because like his crime was well their crime was killing a vampire is killing the vampires also killing like does it the punishment doesn't really fit the crime kind of thing yeah it's kind of like the death penalty it's doesn't make sense punishment. yeah it's yeah. it's ridiculous i disagree <laughs> with that i disagree with capital punishment in real life in yeah. our life and also in vampire lives mm-hmm. and he gets revenge he gets he wants revenge, he he revenge. revenge. Mm. another thing that ben stuck around for was he goes in uh just before the sun's going to come up all the vampires in the brood i love that brood of vampires mm. is that how a brooding comes from when you're a goth uh, yeah well <laughs> so basically he just douses it all in some sort of yeah i wasn't sure what that was that was, was like it was alcohol? It a liquor or an alcohol yeah. or something yeah some brown liquid it covers mm. everything and then just sets them on fire and anyone that um comes bouncing out of their coffin before they get burnt up had we were that pronouncing the we scythe don't know if it, or I, I think scythe scythe we're trying to say yeah. is it scythe or scythe mm. yeah he just like stepheads and slashes them all yeah. and um with santiago it's really dramatic how he comes at him and like mm. the, it's gonna be a big fight and he goes slice and just slices like under his arms like yeah. just ooh, really good done that was practical effects too wasn't it yes yeah. so the actor actually had to sit 
in an uncomfortable position for an hour, mm. um, half body exposed for that scene. So that so, was really, really interesting. Well, worth it, I mm. reckon. And he's his act of revenge. He runs outside. The sun's starting to come up. He's like, well, I guess this is where I die. But mm. luckily, Armand like, comes a slow, slow motion out with his beautiful horses, the big feathery hat, headdresses, yeah. and rescues him. And the little boy that we met earlier, that's like just their drink bottle. Yeah. <laughs> really we, I don't think we even talked about him, but yeah, no. when they first met, when they were introducing him to the brood or when they went backstage after mm. the show, there was a young boy that... Covered in bite marks. Who yeah. Just, and then he's the one flying. So, well, that's what they have when we, what we do in the shadows. You have like a human mm. servant who does yeah. all your daytime stuff. So I guess mm. it was him, but he was quite young. He was Very like young. A 13-year-old boy. Mm. Anyway, I guess he seemed fairly willing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> As much as you can at 13 years old. Uh, yeah. I guess although in, th- in the 1800s, when you're 13, you're basically 30, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You're a yeah. chimney sweep or yeah. party <laughs> You've favor. already worked for like yeah. 30, for the 12 of those 13 <laughs> exactly. years. <laughs> yeah, so he's rescued and Aman's like, sweet, we're going to start our kick-ass life together, learning stuff. And Louis's like, nah, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Pass. And just like bounces out of there. Like mm. it's um, after all that, I think he just, I guess he probably realized, oh, you set it up so I would lose my my daughter essentially. I don't mm. think I want to be with you. But and Amand's like, what the fuck? Yeah. But Louis then decides he's going to spend the next however many decades, like hundred or so years, just moping around, yeah. <laughs> fucking wandering, wandering the world. Um, he eventually makes his way back to America, and like he finally gets to see this fucking sunset. He's obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Like he talks about like the history of film and how he saw it in silver and then in gold and all the different colors that sunsets could be. And at this point, it must be I don't know the seventies or eighty. I'm trying to work out what his no, suit. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, at least like yeah comes 80 ish 80s by by his suit yeah and he comes yeah. out um what was the movie something tequila tequila, tequila sunrise, sunrise. Yeah. yeah whatever that movie that mm. whatever year that movie came out so he's seen that and he's in new orleans and he's like oh i know where that my old plantation house is and he actually pretty much gives the address which mm. next time i go to new orleans i'm gonna go there mm. in the dress i'm wearing right now which is lestat yeah. all over it and just be like yelling lestat quotes mm. at the mm. vacant mm. lot yeah so he goes back there it's been 200 years and for some reason the plantation house is still there it's just yeah. obviously no one's lived in there for a hundred years and it's all decrepit. Well, I think this might be not the plantation house. It might be the second house that they moved into when they became a family. Or was that oh. somewhere else? That's a really good question. I yeah, don't because know. Because they burnt down the plantation house. Oh, yeah, they burnt it down, yeah. When he so... was with Claudia and okay, they so three of them were the family. Still yeah. 200 years. But long yeah, time. that's it. Exactly. I don't know how that place is still standing. Oh, so that would make sense. Yeah, it's because like, mm, it's more in town. Yeah, it's more yeah. in town where they lived out of town. So yeah, yeah they moved yeah. into New Orleans. Okay, mm. now I Understand. Yeah. But also, if it's right in New Orleans, probably in... It um, should have been knocked down. The it, French it, Quarter. Yeah. Like, real estate it, it, is prime there. That's like, what I mean. There was a freeway right next to it. It, it would have been knocked down. I yeah. don't know how it was still standing there. But, uh, but our, he smells death. Yes. Old death. Smells old death and he follows a trail of dead rats. Mm. And guess who's sitting up there looking worse for wear? It's sexy Lestat, mm. who even though he looks like he's barely alive and is gaunt and nervous, like when Louis approaches him, he like recoils in horror, but still looking fine as hell in my opinion and he's like oh you've come back to me you're as beautiful as ever please let's try again and Louis's like nah yeah. and just leaves him there and helicopter comes in yeah, like doing a, a sweep helicopter. which you know it could have just swept past but it actually like points right <laughs> into them and like wouldn't they see two people in there and be like mm. these are the guys we're looking for but anyway yeah. uh, Lestat freaks out we have the lights he just doesn't understand this new modern world can you please mm-hmm. help me and Louis's like nah I'm not going yeah. to and see I, I didn't like this part what's that meme I was just kind of like just give him a little blood yeah just, just give him just, some, just a little bit yeah like you don't have to do anything like you just go and get like 
Just one a, girl. A, a girl. If you had to go get a photo of a big animal, like, I don't mm. know, like, just give, give him something instead like, of just rats. Yeah, just, I don't know. Like, he owed him mm. to a certain degree. Like, he walks in here all beautiful and... He's just hideous brown suit. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just really bugged me. And, yeah, basically, Louis just like, okay, well, I, I'm out. Yeah, see, see ya. ya. Bye. Bye. And just leaves Lestat to his own devices. And that's where he kind of cuts the interview off yeah isn't it and he's kind of like uh, and that's it and Malloy the journalist is like hang on that's it like this mm. this can't be it and he's like he wants to know more and he's like well you obviously brought me here for a reason right like you, mm. you need a companion who's from the modern times and Louis's like that's not what I meant and yeah. he's like and everyone in the world's like that seems like what you meant and mm. he's like no it sucks you haven't learned a lesson and in my opinion Louis is the only person in the world who doesn't want to be a vampire like anyone yeah. watching this movie is like fuck yeah I'd make the most of this I wouldn't exactly. be so the whole time exactly beautiful i mean i don't know what's going to happen in my hair but mm. apart from that definitely want a piece of that action mm-hmm. but louis like uh, no you've yeah, blah, blah blah like does his turns into a monster to like try and intimidate this guy the guy i mean it works he just bolts out of there like he or drops into the ground and then louis just gone and this guy's like whoa okay i'm just gonna get out of here yeah. that that actually really rattled me really badly jumps into his beautiful mustang which seemed like a very flash car for a journalist wearing a vest mm. But he jumps into his Mustang, chucks the cassette in of Louis talking from the beginning and is listening to it and speeding over the Golden Gate Bridge. Bridge. And then the movie ends. So the movie could have ended really shittily and not have been like, fucking Louis. But they did everything exactly as they should have because as he's in the car, someone else has joined him in the, the car with him. It is Lestat. And Lestat is uh, not looking great, but he ends up sucking the blood from Malloy. When he pops back up, he's looking fucking beautiful again. He looks really good. <laughs> like he takes over driving and he like, you see his hands on the steering wheel and then he just pulls his little uh, lacy cuff yeah. out of his sleeve and he's like driving and he like listens to can hear Louis talking on the cassette and he's like oh I've been listening to Louis wine for centuries haven't I and And it just sums up exactly (laughs) how you feel watching this movie because it's true like we just watched I don't even know how long the movie is but I was sick of hearing Louis so I can imagine like yeah centuries of listening to this crap yep and he he ejects the tape and puts on some and then he puts on uh, Sympathy for the Devil Mm. which is a Rolling Stones song but covered by Guns N' Roses yeah. which is great it's uh, how I'm to make sure you know that this is a modern movie and mm. also driving a car I guess Yeah, and he's just like and I use this picture a lot of, of Lestat looking down at Malloy and just talking to him and saying I'm going to give you the choice I never had mm. and just driving away and then yeah pans that's out it. beautiful crossing the bridge and that is it that's interview with the yeah. vampire again not what I expected I don't know what I expected because it's a classic film that's been around for ages but that's what we got and i was i was pleasantly surprised it was a very enjoyable film yeah um, and i think the ending really made it like yeah after everything that you were feeling about louis and lestat like it ended with louis being mocked by lestat for being a big whiny baby mm. and you're like yeah he was a big whiny he baby was. and lestat's like just living living the life yeah yeah and malloy's obviously going to be his new like another willing vampire like if you've mm. got these fucking willing vampires just turn them I, yeah. yeah i personally don't mind but i've also never had to be confronted by a vampire wanting to kill me no, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it could happen, but no, no. But if it happened, I would work out pretty quickly. I feel that I'm like, hang on, if you're a vampire, like, don't kill me. I would be excellent. I'll be, I won't, if you don't want me to be a vampire, I will be your servant. It'll be fine.
fine. You can't see your husband. You can't do. It's it's a big it's a big commitment. It's a big commitment. If it's the stat, it's a oh, sacrifice. Okay. It's it's I'm willing to make. Oh, okay, okay. So it's not just any vampire. No, if it's it Santiago, to, I'm like no, fucking yeah. kill me, whatever. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> no, I'm I'm mostly meaning Lestat as a vampire. Mm. But obviously, we both really enjoyed this movie. We should probably talk about Tom Cruise-isms, of which there aren't a lot because it's not a super Tom Cruise movie. I mean, it's not an action movie. It's his only horror movie that he's ever done. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So, which I'd love to see him do more, but, you know. I wonder why he stayed away from the genre. Because he'd know. be great. I mean, oh, The Mummy, the mummy, which is a more recent one, mm. is a little bit, but it's very action-y, so yeah. it's barely a horror at all. Yeah, he just, I guess, I don't know, I guess maybe he never, like he, when he did Rock of Ages, he was really excited to do a musical, but he's never, I guess he just waits until the right thing's offered to him, and otherwise he doesn't necessarily pursue mm. things i don't know yeah so running isn't a thing no. at all in this but i did learn that um so you have talked about another podcast how they closed down certain things mm-hmm. so vanilla sky i think it was Times square yes and mission impossible fallout it was that fancy uh, arc the arc de triomphe yeah this is the first time ever mm-hmm. ever for a movie production where they closed down the golden gate bridge wow I they didn't only know that. closed down two lanes mm-hmm. but yeah, it had never been done before, so Fantastic. I was like, that's a Tom Cruiseism. Yeah, yeah, that's a new Tom Cruiseism. Mm. What did they shut down in order to film this? Exactly. Thank you. I've never really thought about it as one, but that is definitely mm. a Tom Cruiseism. The other thing that I learned was, again, back to that Anne Rice bit, that he was so disappointed, um, or he was very hurt when he found out that Anne Rice didn't want him to be cast mm-hmm. um, in this movie that I was listening to this interview. So he, I guess he's a little bit like me, he's a bit of a teacher's pet, mm-hmm. so he he went and he read Interview with the Vampire a lot. And then he went and he read all her other novels. Oh, wow. Um, he then also went on a strict diet because he wanted his cheekbones to be prominent like Lestat in the oh. movie. Um, after that, he decided he was going to learn how to play the piano. But in specifically, he wanted to learn how to play the piano pieces that Lestat played. Oh, my so God. So that he could know how to do that. He then went and researched the life of 18th century French aristocrats. Um, he then went to Versailles in Paris and decided that he wanted to visit the museums and art gallery so he could look at the fashion and the art of the times. And to get into the role of Lestat, mm-hmm. um, which was really prominent in that scene where we are talking about his butt. Mm-hmm. And you'll know this now when I mention this to you. To get into that mind of a predator, he watched hours and hours and hours of documentaries on lions and other predators stalking wildlife. Wow. And yeah, I can see that now when mm-hmm. I watch that scene, just the way he like approaches the actresses in that moment mm. was just very like, ooh, I'm going to get you slowly. And That's amazing. That's definitely a Tom Cruiseism that we've never really counted before. It's just like how much yes. research he does to get into a role. Yes. And compare this to Brad Pitt, who hated being in this movie. So he asked to be let out of this movie. They said it would cost him $40 million mm-hmm. if he decided to break his contract. He hated being in this movie because he got the script two weeks before. Um, he hated wearing the contacts. He hated that it was all shot at night Mm -hmm. he said it made him depressed and it made him sad he hated the character that it didn't have i guess enough substance Mm -hmm. um and i think it's because in the book i'm not too familiar with the book but it has a bit more sort of not voiceover but whatever the book version yeah narration narration yeah yeah, which didn't really you didn't have that much i guess you had that with the interview elements but not really the yeah so the inner dialogue of so that's yeah a huge why the contrast between their Mm. characters is so obvious because like so pronounced 
announced is because Tom Cruise dedicated, like Tom Cruise gets paid an exorbitant amount of money, but he mm. obviously puts in so much work into mm-hmm. to make it all worthwhile. Whereas Brad Pitt's like, I don't like it. It's dark and I'm cold. Exactly. And you can see that in the performance. It shines through. Mm. Like I'm not a massive Brad Pitt fan. I don't. I'm a little bit indifferent, except for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I like that movie. But he also was just smoking hot in that. So that's yeah. usually what <laughs> sways me. Um, and when I say I'm not a fan, I'm just, yeah, like just, you, indifferent. Yeah, like, fairly indifferent. Like, yeah. Can't think of a movie that I've ever gotten excited because he's in it. No, yeah. Um, so maybe California. Maybe, yeah. Um, or Thelma and Louise. And again, just eye candy. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's awful. Yeah. So that's, yeah, fascinating. Actually, I hadn't read any of that. That's really interesting. Only other two things I'll quickly, quickly, yeah, quickly yeah. bring in here. Um, the makeup artist. So mm-hmm. Stan Winston was the people that did the makeup for the film. Mm-hmm. And um, he actually did the animatronics for Jurassic Park. Oh. And he begged to work on this movie and the producers and the directors were like no we don't want you working on this movie because we want to use makeup we don't want to use like animatronics and special effects Mm -hmm. and he was like um actually i did the makeup on the thing aliens (laughs) and terminator like i can do the makeup i think i know what i'm doing so to get those veins on their foreheads the actors actually had to hang upside down for 30 minutes how nuts is that um so that their veins the blood would flow to their head the veins would protrude and then they would have to paint over them paint over them Mm -hmm. and I thought that was really interesting and probably added to Brad Pitt's pain Mm. of having to be on the set I mean that wouldn't be fun but also like do we know how much Brad Pitt was getting paid like 10 million dollars a lot a lot and Tom Cruise put up with it as well Mm. so you know you can't complain there the other interesting fact was River Phoenix was originally meant to play Christian Slater's character but passed away before the film and apparently well not apparently Christian Slater donated his paycheck to a couple of charities that River Phoenix was really into Mm. So I thought those were some interesting tidbits and also that they won a Razzie. Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise really? for worst screen couple. Uh, I would beg to differ. I think Lestat carried that entire couple, but also the best couple mm. I've ever seen. Um, I, there's a lot I want to talk about with the homoerotic, the gay sort of thing, mm. but I actually think maybe we'll have a little do a little mini-sode about mm. that. We haven't actually talked about this, but we'll just do it on air on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so instead of going into that, we'll save that for in a moment, but uh, let's just rate it. Uh, so uh, have you got a rating system out of five that you would yeah, like to I do? do. I've never given a movie five stars ever in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Good movies get a four, Mm -hmm. so this one gets a three. Lovely. Three, hang on, you got to choose what, three what's out of what? Oh, three, uh, three brooding Brad Pitt mopes out of three, (laughs) out of five. (laughs) That's wonderful. Mm. Uh, Mine will be, and this is the thing that I'm obsessed with, is I'm going to give it four and a half. Who did their acrylic nails out of five? Mm. Because they all have acrylic nails. They do. Who did the acrylic nails? And Mm. like four, they say four and a half out of five mystery interview the vampire nail techs out of five. Uh, So yeah, we'll uh, leave it now because we'll do a little mini-sode about all of the relationship stuff that we've been talking about a little bit but yeah I'd like to sort of delve into a little bit further uh in the meantime Ava tell me where we can find you online you can find me on the online virtual world at Miss Ava Savage on Twitter and the same handle Miss Ava Savage on Instagram wonderful and as per usual it's Tom Cruise reviews on Instagram Tom Cruise review no s on Twitter or Tom Cruise reviews.com for everything else thanks for listening and we'll catch you in the mini-sode